Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Normally, I wouldn't be discussing tennis, but this right now intersects with the topic of helping young people and the important issue of mental illness, mental health. With me right now is Mr. Uday Tambar. Mr. Tambar is the president and CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning. Thank you for appearing, sir. Thank you for having me, Dominic. So the annual tradition, let's deal with the backdrop. The annual tradition of the U.S. Open is uh, going on in Flushing. Serena Williams played a few hours ago. But the New York Junior Tennis Learning Organization was founded more than 50 years ago by tennis legend Arthur Ashe. You are focusing, you have a program on students' mental well-being, and you piloted a program with Hunter College. I want to begin by having you tell us about that. Absolutely. So, you know, we were founded very simply to develop the character of young people through tennis and education for a lifetime of success on and off the court. And the last couple of years, um, for young people in New York and beyond, the pandemic has changed how we think of providing them support, you know, to achieve this success. Um, you know, anxiety, depression, stress has increased. So if you want them to succeed, we have to do more than just provide academic support and, uh, and tennis. So we created a new program, so something we thought a little innovative as well, where we partner with the Silverman School of Social Work at Hunter College, um, it's the oldest and largest public school of social work in the city. And what we do with them is that we piloted it out with five of our sites. Uh, you know, again, these are Title I schools, which means, you know, they have free and reduced low-income communities. And Hunter dispatches graduate social work uh, interns to each of these locations three days a week to talk with students and consult with their parents as well, um, to, you know, to provide them that support to address that anxiety, depression, and stress. And this sort of psychosocial you know, social support has focused on a lot of the social factors and individual behaviors um, that need to be addressed for these young people to be uh, successful. And some of the challenges that, that were there predate the pandemic, and it just worsened over, during the pandemic. So, you know, we're excited about this, and we're going to increase it to a couple more sites. And uh, the idea is that as we continue to do more and more, we're planning to expand it to more schools uh, going forward. We are chatting with Mr. Uday Tambar, who is the president and CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning in New York. And the reason why I wanted to talk to you, Mr. Tambar, is because, you know, what once they reach the U.S. Open, they're, they're international world stars, 
But more and more these days, they are talking about mental issues. Serena Williams, for example, and you wrote an op-ed in the Daily News in which you say, and I'm quoting here, Serena isn't alone. Last year, Naomi Osaka, who learned how to play tennis in Queens, I didn't know that, but pulled out of the French Open, conceding to underlying bouts of depression. You go on to write about an Australian pro uh, who opened up about his struggles. What What's going on here as it relates to, to tennis stars and even when they're kids and, and the topic of uh, mental health? Yeah, I, what's happening, Dominic, is that I believe that these, the mental health challenges that we are publicly talking about have always existed. What's different now is that a lot of these sort of elite athletes, elite players, and it's not just in tennis and other sports as well, are when they talk about it publicly, they're destigmatizing conversations around it. And that also allows young people and families to reach out for much needed support, which they might not have otherwise. And what, even though when you're talking about Serena Williams and Osaka and Nick Kyrgios, you know, who's from the Australian pro, you know, these are elite, elite players. And they, if they come out and say, hey, look, we have these struggles, then all of a sudden for, you know, a young person we're serving in fifth grade who's not at that level, maybe not just yet or ever will be, can say, hey, if it's okay for them to talk about it, it's okay for me to talk about some of that anxiety I'm feeling because I was unable to be out of my house for the last two years. And you know what? That increased my stress. I can talk about it. I can reach out for the support so I can feel better about myself. I can do better in the classroom. I can do better off the classroom. So I think more and more sort of um, athletes and celebrities talking about this, it's great for young people because they feel more comfortable opening up. We are chatting with Mr. Uday Tambar, who is the president and CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning. So in looking at your daily news op-ed, you write here, and this jumped out from the page and and literally shocked me. You write here, emergency department visits for suspected uh, suicide attempts rose by 51% for adolescent girls and by 4% for adolescent boys in our country. And more of our youth were living in poverty. One study of just a five-month period found that an estimated 325,000 children were pushed into or near poverty as a result of the as a result of the economic downturn. That's the world we're living in these days. 100%. And look, you know, the people who were suicidal, you have to remember that the pandemic exasperated pre-existing conditions. So these people might have some, you know, latent issues or already sort of on edge. And with the pandemic, it worsened. And these the numbers, especially for the young girls, it's scary. It's scary. And, you know, the, the pandemic, there's clearly the public health uh, sort of challenges it posed, uh, but there's also the economic impact as well 
a lot of people, uh, um, especially low-income uh, families, their the earners lost their jobs, right? I mean, if you were sort of in the food industry business or the hospitality, which are hourly wage jobs, you lost your job. Now, all of a sudden, right, you were living paycheck to paycheck. You were somehow making it in New York, you know, the crazy rental market we have. These people have families. They, they heads of families, they're earners, they have children. So now, all of a sudden, the children don't have enough food. Their stress increases because their parents' economic situation has changed. The family's economic situation has changed. And so, you know, with the pandemic, what we have realized is that whether it's on the health side or on the economic side, things have changed in the long term for a lot of families. And that's why we need to be, as people who serve communities, need to be more proactive in addressing these needs. And so you are using, if you will, uh, as as the bait, uh, kids that, that may uh, start tennis or love tennis, and in the process, if, if uh, mental health issues arise, you're starting to deal with this on the, on the front side of life rather than uh, letting this go on and they become adults with the same issues or pro tennis players and have the same issues, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Look, tennis is the hook, and you know, we, we hope many of the young people we serve that they will play tennis you know, in high school, in college, even beyond. But we realize that you know, it's not going to. That's not going to be the pathway for everyone. But we know that tennis is a way to engage them. It's a way to get them to build trust with our staff. It's a way for them to show up to our programs and then start taking advantage of other supports, including mental health. And you're absolutely right to sort of address it sort of upstream, right? Meaning before it snowballs into something else is the right way to do it. Because if you can address it in elementary and middle school, then you're not addressing it in high school, which could be a lot worse. It could also lead to um, at-risk behavior. It could be substance use, misuse, or it could be as adults. So um, you're absolutely right. It's better to get this on the front end. Mr. Tambar, we we thank you for joining us uh, this morning, the president and CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning. UTIs are the worst. I've been there. One year, I had eight UTIs. If you get UTIs, then you understand how awful the cycle can be. I was taking all the precautions. And cranberry products, they just never worked for me. I was desperate for a way to be proactive. It was hard on me and on my husband. It was tough to see you in pain, and I wanted to help. I'm Jenna. And I'm Spencer. With Spencer's background in biochemistry. And our shared frustration when it came to UTIs, we were inspired to start Eucora. At Eucora, we make innovative urinary tract supplements and UTI relief products. Our effective urinary tract supplements finally give you a way to be proactive. Feel like you've tried everything? We get it. We have a money-back guarantee so you can try risk-free. If you're not happy, you'll get a full refund. We're on a mission to help women get their lives back. Ready to join them? Go to eucora.com today. eucora.com.